Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm picking up a lot of new listeners, so thank you for that. I appreciate you so much. Uh, And if you've been listening regularly, you know, I've just sort of been low-key obsessed with this uh, Woody Allen documentary on on HBO. The docuseries wrapped up last night, and... um, I know why it it went on as long as it did. Um, Probably, I mean, from an artistic standpoint, it probably should have just, it could have probably been wrapped up in three episodes. But to give Dylan the voice that she needed to have, it was four full episodes as well as, um, you know, it went over. It was like 15 minutes longer uh, than the regular hour long other version, um, the other episodes were only like an hour. This one was like an hour and change. And I know why they did it because in this particular case, Woody Allen was the only one that got ink and voice in the nineties. And, uh, you know, he was the only one that, uh, was everywhere and defending himself in almost a glib manner. And I know why they did it. They just let her just talk and, um, you know, there are moments when you can tell instantly she becomes seven years old again, because whether you believe the rape allegations or not by her father, um, the trauma, even after all of it, of coming forward, like she, as a child in her mind, she would have felt punished for telling the truth. If you believe her and you believe what happened, you can tell she feels like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. And so causing all this rift in her family. um, And it was interesting. You got to really watch this stuff. So she has a brother who has switched sides and come out and been all pro Woody and Mia abused us and it was horrible and all this stuff. But earlier on Ronan made it clear that his father would you know basically pay for his life as an adult if he uh just would turn against his mother and his sister and Ronan I mean Ronan's a genius like he graduated college at like 16 or something he's really really bright obviously a very dedicated journalist now and uh he turned him down and I'm wondering if Moses said yeah okay this sounds good and I don't want to like twist and consor- uh, contort everything around Woody's life, but you know, it was kind of put. It was kind of subtly suggested that the other brother just, you know, in order to have a relationship with his dad, he just decided to trash his relationship with uh, everybody else, basically. Um, but I, I do believe her. I do believe it happened. And what. What people don't ever realize and what you never know is unless you have access to that full police report and the the packet and and that file that prosecutors get to look at, you have you will have you'll be working with a quarter of the information. There's no telling what she said in her original interview that went to the police. Now, all this other stuff. And all these people Woody was able to manipulate, that's something different. But he he could never change the police report. 
and the fact that they still have the reports. Um, and depending on the state, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on this. Um, and so that's how people, you know, wind up being in jail several years after, um, you know, when the child grows up and they're like, hey, this person molested me, you know. So unless you really get to read the packet, you cannot have any idea, you know, and it's like a little a little bit more every week they revealed and um, some of the stuff that that they released last night, like he would put his face in her lap and breathe in and out like that is wildly, wildly inappropriate behavior from from a father to a daughter for sure but for anybody unless it's your sex partner there's no reason that any of that should ever be happening nobody should be doing that um just just incredible stuff so you know i had uh, some friends call me over the weekend and they were like we love the podcast which is dope thank you very much um and then they were like um now we kind of want to watch Manhattan. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. I think, unfortunately, this is going to give him a surge uh, in popularity. But he's also still going to be a pariah. I mean, I recognize that his latest movies aren't being um, distributed in the United States. And listen, I think he was going to fall off anyway. And, you know, he's still been making movies all along. And I am so glad to see so what was really cool in the docuseries is you have a bunch of prominent actors um denouncing Woody Allen and feeling apologizing for working for him donating the salary they made to charity and what that probably did for seven-year-old Dylan was amazing because it was validation it was belief in her and kudos to them for continuing to get this story out because I I really did not know their side of it and there are always two sides and people who are frustrated and and you know it's over and he was never found guilty and all and all that stuff the his reactions to it also are troubling Woody Allen always then attacks Mia Farrow who seems so feckless and um, I don't I don't want to call her weak because she fiercely believed in her daughter and that was something. But she this whole hatchet job he did on her trying to make everybody believe she was that vindictive and and uh vengeful towards him for falling in love with her other daughter, which I mean, if anything is gonna make you vindictive, that should do it. Um and falling in love sounds so um, benign compared to what that really is portrayed as in the docuseries but okay you know maybe that was his one true love they're still together that 45 year age difference or whatever it is it didn't hardly matter and I didn't realize they had two kids together which in and of itself how do you explain that to your kids oh anyway I the fact that he keeps his only defense is Mia Farrell's jealous and mean and and you so you're attacking a woman who works you know for charities and works was it with the UN I can't remember it's some large group that you all are familiar with that 
you know, helps victims in the Sudan and Darfur. So you're going to go and be like, just attack this woman who's dedicated her life to adopting children from all over the world and helping serve communities all over the world. You know, I mean, that is just, I don't get it. And we do live in a patriarchal society because I'm telling you what, if Woody wasn't wealthy and well-connected and had to get a PD, you know, just a regular public defender, he definitely would have been in the child. He would have had to register as a child sex offender and his life would look totally different because he'd have this charge following him all over the place, you know. But I also think he would have had to have gone to court. Yeah, you at least you at least have to go to court. But he, you know, manipulated the situation so powerfully that the little girl was fried by the time the the prosecutor had a chance to decide if, if he would draw charges. So if he believed there was probable cause, that means regular Joe has got a whole world of legal problems um, because he has to go to trial. And he doesn't have a PR machine or any of that stuff to, like, throw people off the scent. And and the jury gets to decide. So I think, uh, you know, and that's the difference. And yes, it would have been spectacular. And yes, he would have hired all these same people to... to but you would have heard more of the evidence and they would have had a chance to put on a case. And those cases are hard because a lot of people especially if it's a famous person, as you can see in this instance, a lot of people don't want to believe the victim, which I don't understand that. And I guess it's based off of, well, I would never do that, so this person would never do that, you know? And maybe that's partly why the justice system is so lopsided, because there are a lot of people who um, easily believe that certain people of color will just do anything, you know? Um... But that's another talk for another day. Uh, so anyway, it wrapped up. I thought it was very good. Kudos to Ronan Farrow, uh, who basically helped his sister bring this to light. And while you don't want to treat this as entertainment, because there's nothing entertaining really about it, it's hard to watch as it should be. Um, it should make you ask these solid questions like, why do we glorify people to the point where we can never believe they would do something horrible? Why is it so hard to believe that a man who could make such interesting and beautiful films could be wildly inappropriate with his daughter? And as far as we know, who knows? Like, you don't know. I believed her and there was no reason not to believe her. And it certainly should have been a trial. And, you know, when you have money, you can make a lot of things disappear. And sometimes that's, you know, convenient. And it's good because, like, we don't need to be obsessed with... I don't want to know about Kim and Kanye's divorce every second of it. You know what I mean? Like, make some of that go away. You know, this obsession with famous people. You know, nobody deserves to be on a pedestal because they're nobody's perfect people are going to fall off pedestals all the time so stop putting them up there you know so that was that and it was interesting and kudos to the Farrell family because you know she adopted a, a ton of children and you know that I'm, 
she's kind of saintly. That's why it seems so awful that Woody Allen just paints her out to be so in love with her. Uh, sorry, so in love with him that she just goes crazy and like, you know, you never hear any other point where she, you know, lost her mind and put someone above her children. Her children are the thing. And he, you know, I don't know. It's just when someone says they wish they never met you and they're the biological father of one of your kids, like, wow, it's an interesting thing to watch. But again, don't sit down and think you're going to have a bunch of yucks because it's not funny at all. It's harrowing. It's hard to watch. And yeah, disturbing, like I said, as it should be. Um, St. Louis was on 60 Minutes last night. Again, they really don't understand how our city is made up. Because when you have the city circuit attorney on, you're really only talking about you know, a small, a much smaller percentage of the population of this region. So St. Louis city and county are split up. That person on TV was really only responsible for 300,000 people. The county is responsible for serving nearly a million people. Um, A whole different executive branch, Uh, a county executive who is essentially the mayor. Uh, We have our own prosecuting attorney. Um, So something like Ferguson happened in the county. Uh, and she, that wouldn't have been in her purview, even if she had been in, in office at that time. So like they, people, it's a difficult region to cover. And I don't think people can do it justice because you gotta, you gotta really talk about both city and the county and all the, you know, little factions in between. Cause the county has 90 municipalities and 55 of those have police chiefs and police departments and that's 55 chiefs. That's a lot. So, you know, I just so Kim Gardner's relationship with the police in the city is completely different than the region. And I don't know if they're using just city statistics or I mean, it just you're not going to get a full picture from that story. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, we're a difficult region to cover. It's it's completely wonky the way they've done things here. I get it. But you can't have an in-depth report about about that topic I don't think without really you know and then making judgments about the city you mean you're literally only talking about a portion of the region so anyway I I don't think people know all of that so if you saw 60 minutes that's all I'm sharing is that it's not quite the full picture and um it was it really was kind of biased too I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I I understand media bias better than I ever have now. <laughs> and it's not always there, but sometimes it is it is there and sometimes it's glaringly obvious. And um, I miss investigative journalism, but I also like to, I do like to hear more than just one side of it or a broader expansive picture Um because that way it feels more accurate. And yes, I'm okay with it with the Woody Allen. Because like I said, I was alive in 92 and 93. I was grown in 92 and 93. And I remember how it was covered. And it was all Woody all the time, everywhere. And there was no internet. And you could only see it. He was on every TV, every magazine, every everywhere. He was everywhere. And defending himself. And he was just able to drown out 
any any coverage because you know Mia Farrell is still pretty soft spoken and uh he was the rich one and you know she said she was still afraid of him and I could see why you know he when he's not on screen he sounds pretty somber and and <laughs> like you know I don't want to say the word menacing, but there's something about his personality that doesn't fit the Woody Allen you see in the movies at all. The one in the movies is funny and neurotic and um, super chatty. He didn't seem to be that way at all on those tapes. And I get it. They weren't always having uh, fun conversations, but I mean, it was like he was chillingly cold. Let's put it that way. So anyway, I hope you have an amazing week. I I spent the weekend rebuilding my websites, uh, well, building one. So there is a www.madlove.com. Please check it out. Please sign up. A lot of you guys want to comment and talk about the podcast. And I've been asked multiple times to put a place for you guys to do that. And now you can. Um, I'm still building it out, but there has there's a blog piece to it and you can listen to the podcast through there and uh, it's just trying to build this community around this very uh active and vibrant uh audience that we're we're building uh that we have here and I appreciate you guys listening so much and pushing me uh <laughs> because I was pushed so I I spent the weekend uh, building out and redoing all my websites so yeah anyway I'm super excited. I'm, uh, I forgot to do my show. It didn't seem to be taken off anyway, but I forgot to do my show on Sunday. Uh, and also, man, this, uh, I don't like the time change. That's maybe that's just me, but I do not love it. So anyway, uh, springing forward is harder for me. And, but it was great. Yesterday when I was doing everything I had to do, there was like nobody out everybody kind of (laughs) overslept. So anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope that everything is moving towards where you want it to move. It's we're in the middle of March already. Um, And yeah, it's been a year of thinking about living with and and trying to get past this COVID stuff. Uh, We're at over what 530,000 deaths in America. That's atrocious. And then I heard Bill Maher the other day talk about, well, everybody's talking about dying from uh, COVID, but they never bring up uh, morbid obesity. And, you know, listen, I get that he is concerned about our health and welfare, but one thing at a time, you know, morbid obesity is a problem. But when you talk about that, you're talking about big industrial food, big pharmaceuticals. Yeah, these are giant industries that make a ton of money from us being unhealthy, excuse me, and not knowing what's in our food. Uh, You know, you just can't throw that out there like that. The media is obsessed with COVID and not with morbid obesity deaths. I get it. But that that's like apples and oranges, apples and oranges. So anyway, everyone, I hope, uh, like I said, we're in the middle of March, a lot of uh, retrospectives are going on. There's mutating versions of the virus as well. 
please stay safe. Please wash your hands. Please continue to social distance. Um, oh, yeah. And I didn't watch the Grammys in case somebody asked me. I didn't know any of them people in the commercial. So I was like, ain't no way I'm watching this. You know, I just I don't get it. It's I don't understand the the music is not supposed to be for people my age. I'm listening to the new Tony Braxton record and it's dope. And I like it. And it's almost like I talk about it and people are like, Tony Braxton has a new record out? Yes. <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I did not watch the Grammys. So anyway, that's it. I keep trying to wrap this up and I'm struggling because I have so much to share. All right, you guys. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Check out uh, where we are everywhere now. We're, there's a Mad Love Twitter account. Um, well, we're not everywhere because I don't have a Mad Love Facebook. But there's Mad Love Twitter and a Mad Love website, madlovepodcast.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just look forward to chatting it up, chopping it up with you wherever you want to reach out to us, okay? So take care of yourselves. Be well. Be safe. And, you know, continue to please wash your hands and stay away from me. I'm good with that. I'm not offended if you want to stay six feet away because I must. I want to stay six feet from you. I just I uh, I was in the grocery store yesterday and it was like so you so you just gonna stand right there. Oh okay. <laughs> I I look forward to seeing what this will be like once uh, it's really over because I think people are never going back to like being up on each other. I just don't. Um, especially people who had family and had any kind of impact from COVID. They're just, they're, we're, we're kind of scarred. All right. Anyway, be well.
Now baby girl, I don't mean no harm And I really hope this doesn't leave a scar But this ship is sailed well free of charge And really, the love we had kinda seemed to farce And it doesn't mean that our love was lost But uh, real talk, you know this love was off And if you ever think you might need to talk Just maybe, baby, I might receive the call Sometimes doesn't feel like love. If it did, it was showing the cards and we're showing our heart. We're going to harm. Our heart broken with scars. And we're growing apart. Just don't feel like love. 